0: That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit
1: Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
0: Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.
1: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living,
0: Mindy Lee disappeared the day after Thanksgiving in Woodland Park. Mindy called me at a quarter to six. She was going, Mom, Mom. Mindy's friends called saying Mindy ran off without shoes and a jacket. The red flag started coming. This is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Family and friends started searching immediately. A police officer found her body here behind Woodland Park High School five days after Mindy disappeared. It's in the exact same spot where friends and family say they searched several times. She was my only child. She was my world. I want
1: answers.
0: So Vicky turned to a team of private investigators. Former homicide detective Bobby Brown.
1: There was not a doubt in my mind that there was a serious problem in this case.
0: What happened to Mindy Lee? How was she killed? It remains a mystery. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. With me, a special guest to tell the story of cold case Mindy Lee's murder in Colorado is our special guest, Bobby Brown, no relation, as I'd like to say, <laughs> former homicide investigator, detective, and now crackerjack. P. I. You may have seen him on Dog the Bounty Hunter. He still gets stopped on the street all the time for that. But in my mind, and from where I'm coming, you're more famous to me for all the homicides you investigated and solved. Bobby, thank you for being with us.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: It's a real honor to have you on. The Manitow Springs mom's body was found, but autopsy couldn't be performed for days because her body was completely frozen after exposure to freezing temperatures and snow. She disappeared. It was on a Friday night. She's just 33 years old. Friends say she was in their pickup and just inexplicably jumped from the pickup near a Woodland Park High School. Now she's shoeless. She's got on a black shirt and red pants. Something's not right. Let's go to Bobby Brown. Bobby, let's start at the beginning. What happened?
1: Well it was the night before Thanksgiving on November 26, twenty ten. And it was strange because Mindy Lee had made a phone call to her mother. It was about six thirty PM and Mindy had placed a call to her mom, and in the phone call, all she could hear Mindy say was, Mom, Mom, like it, that she was whispering and that she was, you know, actually trying to get help from her mom. Or it, it, She sounded very, very distressed. Unfortunately, that was the last time that her mom, Vicki White, that she heard from Mindy Lee. And then as it progressed, you know, I'll just kind of fast forward and you can stop me. On oh, no, 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 like. no.
0: Bobby, I don't want you to fast forward because I'm just imagining okay. from, a, from a mother's point of view, hearing your child on the other end going, Mom, Mom, Mom. And for the rest of your life, you wonder, what could I have done to help her to save my child? Please.
1: Exactly. And that haunts that haunts Vicki to this very, very day. I they, and and let me tell you, Vicki and Mindy Lee were extremely close. She had two children and matter of fact, the oldest, Amber, she is now twenty one years old and she is at her sights are to uh, go into the FBI. And that's and so she's doing all of the, uh, the work because what this case has done to her, and she has worked extremely close over the last six plus years of coming to my office and and literally sitting down trying to you know she talks to her grandma Vicky all the time and uh, trying to piece together what could have happened. Well, that night after she, after Vicky got the call, mom mom just a whisper. You know, she knew instantly. Bobby, knew that Bobby, that something was wrong.
0: That is really getting to me. To get that phone call, mom, mom. And you can tell, I can tell in my children's voice whether they're upset, whether they're hurt and I can hear them go out in another room, whether it's serious, whether they're about to cry. I mean, you just know, you know. I'm sorry, okay, go ahead, Bobby, sorry.
1: Well, no, it's amazing that you say that because I have had that conversation with Vicki. I could not count how many times that, you know, she knew that it wasn't that she was sick because then they tried to, people that she was in the vehicle with tried to say that, well, she had, that she had laryngitis and that they were trying to take her to a, a emergency care to get her a shot. What?
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. What are they? An M.D.? A shot of what? What kind of shot well, did these two the, think they were going to get her in an emergency care for laryngitis?
1: Exactly. And the, the, the thing is, is that from her mom, Mindy Lee was a cancer survivor, and she was born with medical issues at birth, and, and she did. She uh, actually survived cancer, but throughout her life, she had been stuck by so many needles she absolutely hated hated the thought of ever getting a shot and so the theory that they were taking her to to get a shot for her laryngitis was absolutely garbage that just didn't play and we you know we have to just keep relying on you know mom's instincts and so she knew that you know none of this was right well, after she didn't hear from Mindy for a few hours, then she did get a phone call from uh, one of the people that was with Mindy, and they told her that Mindy. They tried to take her to the uh, emergency care. She ran out, ran out of the emergency care. Well, my investigation proved that uh, because of the cameras and the, the people that were at the facility. The medical facility, there was nothing, absolutely nothing that showed that they ever went there. There was nobody that, there was no, there was absolutely nothing on video. And there was no one that could say that they even, that anybody came on Thanksgiving Eve.
0: I mean, come on, Bobby Brown. It's Thanksgiving. You don't think the people at the emergency care, or as you're saying, emergent care, would remember her coming in without any shoes on. I mean, my question would be not whether they're lying because, A, there had to be some kind of payment, there had to be some kind of a record, or there had to be some kind of a paper trail that they were there and she was treated, or security cameras, or the recollection of a witness, a nurse, a doctor, a secretary, anybody none of that existed so the fact that they're lying to me that that's not a question the question is why why are they lying so let's take it from there so they tell you they went to emergency care there's no record of that what else
1: do we know bobby there there's absolutely no record of that whatsoever and and obviously on thanksgiving evening uh, the, the people that are there—they—it's a very—it's a rural community. Uh, there's no doubt that it, that would have been a big deal because supposedly it was like a ruckus that uh, Mindy Lee ran out of the facility. Uh, you know, if if something like that happened, it would have been captured on video, and it would have been—it uh, would have been something that maybe they would have called the police. You know, hey, I don't know what just happened here. But none of that happened. So, and the, well, wait a minute. That's a, no whole, that's
0: a whole other thing, Bobby. Because if you've got a patient that runs out, treated or untreated, they probably would have to report it because that's not... You know, like at a hospital, they make you go out in a wheelchair. They have all this protocol and procedure. She couldn't just run out and then not report it. So, I'm back to square one. Why? It's not, are they lying? It's, why are they lying?
1: That's where this whole case goes, is that then they call and they tell Vicky, her mom, that they had went to a house, and it was near, uh, actually above where the uh, Woodland Park High School is, and that they had gone to this house, and that when they pulled in the driveway, that Mindy decided to jump out of the vehicle. She took her shoes off. So she has, she had no socks on, and she uh, uh, allegedly took her shoes off. But here comes Grandma again, Vicky. That, that not only did she leave her shoes allegedly in the car, but she had her four-year-old daughter Aspen in the car. There isn't a chance on God's green earth that she would have jumped out of that vehicle and left her daughter in that car, with people that supposedly, uh, that whatever craziness was going on, there's no way, I mean, that she would have left her four-year-old daughter in the car, stripped down in freezing temperature, jump out, and supposedly run towards the high school. The husband, the of the, the husband and wife that were driving the vehicle, said that, he jumped out and that he tried to chase or follow Mindy and to get her back in the car and that he was gone just a few minutes and said that it was dark and that he couldn't find her. Well, let me tell you, the, the terrain where she allegedly got out of the vehicle, the SUV, how, when she got out of the vehicle and ran towards the high school, I have went up and down that area. We have videotaped it. We've done everything under the sun and it is it's a very very rough terrain. It has broken glass, it's got broken concrete, all kinds of weeds. You know, it's it's natural terrain. So there's you know, there's valleys, there's gullies and and she allegedly is running towards the high school with no shoes or socks on. How can this man not catch, she was uh, overweight, she has no shoes or socks on, she's not you know, ready for the freezing weather, and he can't catch her, but yet he knows which direction she ran.
0: Hold on, Bobby. She doesn't look overweight to me in any pictures. She looks normal. Hey, I've got a question for you. So her four-year-old little girl, Aspen, was in the car with them, what does the four-year-old say happened?
1: The four-year-old, she has been really guarded uh, over the years. You know, of course, she was she was very young. But she says that, and it's clearly documented, that they, quote, they had mom in the back of the SUV. It was a four-door SUV vehicle, and in the cargo part, back by the tailgate door, they had her in the back and that mom wanted to get out, and they wouldn't let her out. That's, you know, really about all that she remembers. They uh, have purposely not tried to, you know, they've worked, they've worked, had her, you know, with different, uh, you know, clinical uh, people trying to see if she's holding stuff back in her mind and, you know, how it's affecting her. And God bless her, you know, now she's 10, 11 years old now. In any event, there's no way... That Mindy ran away, and that she could not have been caught by this person if it happened the way they said there's it's impossible
0: so I understand Bobby what you're saying the then four year old daughter Amber said not a lot for all I know, she has suppressed what she knows, or maybe didn't understand what was really going on, but Tell me about the discovery of Mindy Lee's body. Let's figure out
1: what what we can discern from that. When we start to talk about what could be a possible motive, it gets really convoluted because of the fact that, in my opinion, the entire the entire investigation was it's just a debacle. It was a very very poor investigation from the minute that the woodland park police department got involved
0: why do you say that why
1: because of the fact that number one when the police department met with vicki white the mother for the police to talk to her and explain to her that her daughter is missing, and to to go through the fact that she supposedly that they had gone to the medical facility, which they know we know they didn't, and the police knew that they didn't because they couldn't when they went there prior to talking to Vicky, they they already knew that that they nobody there could verify that they had been there so but but instead of saying and i am a former i was a lieutenant in charge of our homicide bureau at the sheriff's office you know instead of saying you know calling her up or sending somebody to her house they call her on the phone call vicky on the phone and they have her meet the, the the driver and his wife and the, and the police department from the Woodland Park Police Department at Loaf and Jug in Woodland Park. And it's only a couple of more blocks over to the police department where you could sit down and intelligently discuss it with the mother instead of at a damn convenience store where people are walking in and out and you're trying to tell this lady... That her daughter jumped out of a vehicle in freezing weather, and she's missing. Well, when they came into, when they walked, when she walked into the loafing jug, there's a pair of white canvas tennis shoes on the table, in sitting in the loafing jug. Uh, the police officer from Woodland Park is the police officer, and the uh, the driver's uh, the driver and his wife of the vehicle, and there's a pair of tennis shoes. The minute that Vicki looks at these tennis shoes, she immediately tells the cop and the, uh, the other two people,
0: those are not
1: Mindy's. I know my daughter. My daughter would never wear something like that, and those are absolutely, I know what she wears. I see her every day. She does not own a pair of tennis shoes like that. And the worst part is, when I say it was just bungled, after they have their meeting at the, the loaf and jug, they leave the tennis shoes on the table at loaf and jug. So, I mean, it, it, uh, wouldn't they be evidence? Of course they would be evidence. And so uh, all of a sudden, Mindy is there, and, or I mean Vicky is there, And all she knows is that her daughter is missing. They, the Park Police Department, had uh, at during that time same time frame had their search and rescue come with a dog to uh, search the area to see if the dog could pick up on the scent. There was a house at 11:31 Forest Edge. The police dog went to the door and hit on the door, and this is is their words, that the dog hit on the door of that address 10 separate times, and that's in the police report. That police report that described that was withheld from us, coincidentally, until just less than a year ago. But nonetheless, the dog hit on that, then the dog went through the area described by the driver of the vehicle, the man that was driving, where Mindy supposedly ran down the Woodland Park High School football field. The dog went down that direction, didn't go to the field, which was about several hundred yards away, turned around and went back to 1131 Forest Edge and hit on that door again. If you go through the pain of having a dog, well, then wouldn't that house that was vacant at that time, wouldn't that have been something that, well, hey, this is of interest to us.
0: It is of huge interest because I can tell you this, Bobby, every time I brought a dog on as evidence, the jury loved it. They, I, I, I have said many times, and I've said it in open court, the best witness I ever put on the stand was a dog. Okay. I, and right. I'm just stunned that this evidence wasn't passed down, passed on. I, I want to get to the discovery of the body. What can you okay. tell me about that, Bobby? The discovery of Mindy Lee's body.
1: One of the first real things that really sent me into the, a mode that there's a real problem with this because it, her body was discovered on December 1st, five days after she had been reported missing. And she was found at the football field at Woodland Park High School by the Woodland Park Police Department high school resource officer. So they knew from the night that she was reported missing that she ran towards that football field. This guy has a job that he's a high school resource officer. If there's a missing person, that has gone towards your football field, then wouldn't that have been a focus for five days that you know hey we have to we we have to comb this well, supposedly they had searched it a number of times, and they never found Mindy Lee on December first. There was a search party that was put together. It was a very organized search that was to begin at eight thirty a m on December first. There was over 100 people that had volunteered and were there for the search. At 7.50 a.m. December 1st, the high school school resource officer said that in his report that he went to the high school and that he conducted, in his own words in writing, a grid search of the football field. In less than fifteen minutes, he says that he was walking towards a wooden shed. That the gate was open. The the, the football field is has a six foot gate uh, fence around it. That the gate was open. He walked over by this wooden shed, and as he w- he moved several fifty five gallon barrels. He's moving these barrels around. And he says he spots a a piece of red fabric. And as he, it had snowed that night, and as he was pushing this, removing the, sweeping the snow off of the red fabric, quote, he was able to determine that it was a body. And then he says in his report that there were 10 pieces of six-foot fence that were stacked up against the fence so that that was preventing between the barrels and the fence that you it was mindy was hidden
0: okay let me ask a question to alan alan are you getting a good picture of where her body was and i'm still not sure how it was discovered exactly alan
1: it baffles me how her body could have been there covered with snow, how would she possibly have gotten there? 25-degree temperature, no shoes. Were her, Bobby, were her feet cut up? I mean, you can't walk in that area without getting sticks sticking in your the, the soles of your feet. The very first thing that when I got the went to the uh, coroner's office and I requested the crime scene photographs from the crime scene and from the autopsy, The first thing, the very first thing that I wanted to see was the bottoms of both of her feet. I have 8 by 10 photographs. There is not a cut or a scratch on the bottom of either one of her feet.
0: I know that the autopsy had to be delayed for several days because she was actually frozen. Okay. And I think the bottoms of her feet speak volumes were there any obvious signs of trauma, like a gunshot or stabbing? And I'm wondering if there were a, an asphyxiation, if that would have been, if that evidence would have been destroyed by her being out in the elements for so
1: long. Let me explain to you how bizarre their investigation says that Mindy Lee climbed over a chain-link fence With no shoes or socks in freezing weather, according to Woodland Park Police Department, she climbed back over the six foot fence, walked almost a mile in freezing weather much later at night, and no shoes, no socks. She went to McDonald's in Woodland Park and ordered two cheeseburgers. Again, absolutely no video, there's video footage, no Mindy Lee at McDonald's ordering two cheeseburgers that she then supposedly walks back, climbs back over the fence, puts these barrels around her, eats two cheeseburgers and sits there and freezes to death. And the cause of death is hypothermia.
0: Where do we stand now? What has become of the two people that were in the car with her when she allegedly jumped out without shoes on, ran across a snowy terrain, and died without a single mark on her feet? Where are these two people? They were allowed to leave.
1: They were allowed to go home.
0: No, I mean, where are they now? Do we know where they are now? Yes, we do. Bobby, what could possibly have been a motive for them. I thought they were all friends.
1: Supposedly they were all friends, but when we when we start to think about a motive, Mindy was not a drug addict by any means. They try to portray her that she may have been involved in a lot of methamphetamines. I co-founded the very first narcotics bureau for El Paso County, Colorado, in 1972 I worked around uh narcotics I have a lot of knowledge in the narcotics business and I can tell you right now that she showed absolutely no signs of being a, a meth addict by any means I mean she had beautiful teeth uh she was you know she was not skinny uh, she did not show any signs of that.
0: With us as a special guest today, it is former homicide detective Bobby Brown, joining us from Colorado now, a private investigator. So, Bobby, is there any chance, is there any way the death of Mindy Lee can be solved?
1: Absolutely. Her death, it will be solved. Absolutely. But How? You picked a really appropriate time to ask this question because after all these years, less than two weeks ago, I received a tip from an individual that was in jail with another individual in the state of Texas. There was discussion about another person that died of hypothermia almost exactly two years and four days from the, Mindy Lee was found. That was almost the exact same age as Mindy Lee. She was found in freezing temperatures, frozen to death in the driveway at the same street. Everything that, it it's absolutely scary to compare the two of these the cases I am pursuing the Texas Lee vengeance as well as other leads that we have discovered recently with a bloodhound and just it, the investigation just it never stops and it doesn't slow down and we keep getting closer and closer.
0: Guys, we are trying our best to shed light on and help solve the death, the mysterious death of a young mother, Mindy Lee in Colorado. None of the facts scenario given by the two witnesses make any sense to me, nor can it be corroborated. In fact, if anything, it can be disproven from what we know right now. I want to thank our special guest, former homicide investigator Bobby Brown, and of course, Alan Duke. Thank you for being with us as always. I'm Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible, Lisa Mattress. Tired of tossing and turning because you sleep hot? Look no further than Lisa's Chill Collection. You can say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. For a limited time, save up to $460 on a Chill Collection mattress and get two pillows free. Go to Lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy.